Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, October 27th, and we start as always with local news. The City of Columbia, in collaboration with Murray County Government, invites the community to the grand unveiling of The Pokes at Preservation Park. This event will take place on Friday, November 3rd at 4 p.m. at Columbia, in Columbia, in the downtown area. The unveiling ceremony includes remarks from City of Columbia and Murray County Government elected officials. The central focus of the park are life-size bronze statues of President James K. Polk and First Lady Sarah Polk, symbolizing the importance of the president of President Polk's legacy and the rich history of Columbia. The Polk's at Preservation Park is strategically located directly across the street from the James K. Polk Home and Museum, offering a unique opportunity for historical reflection and a place for the community to gather. The City of Spring Hill took a first step in collaborative effort with the developers and the Tennessee Department of Transportation to correct traffic flow issues on Kedron Road. Known for its awkward intersection and flooding, Old Kedron Road has become a focus of City Administrator Pam Kasky. An issue with drainage at one intersection prompted her to bring before both the city's traffic advisory committee and the Board of Mayor and Aldermen a plan to relocate and square up the intersection as well as make necessary improvements in conjunction with the other improvements. There is some work in here that needs to be done by the city. There's work that needs to be done by the developers and TDOT, but the idea is we all do this in a coordinated fashion, Kasky told the Board of Mayor and Aldermen. Legacy Point, formerly Project Smash, is set to make several improvements to widen Kedron Road from the new entrance to Crossings Boulevard and Reserve Boulevard, while Kedron Square, the development that will be built on the old Tennessee Children's Home property, will improve parts of the road closer to Main Street. The remaining parts of Kedron Road and Old Kedron Road, however, would be the responsibility of the city. During negotiations for their tax increment financing, the city did approve some money that would require Legacy Point to complete some of the work on behalf of the city, but not all of it. The deal was also made prior to the decision to potentially relocate the intersection. Relocating the intersection has multiple benefits, according to Kasky. One of those benefits is the state has agreed in principle to assist the city in creating a truck route for Highway 31 that would keep large trucks from going through the downtown area of the city. Trucks could come down Miles Johnson, Old Kedron, and then make the turn onto Kedron to either go to Saturn or back to Main Street, she told the board. Additionally, the area of the road prone to flooding would be eliminated completely. The box bridge going under Old Kedron is susceptible to flooding, so that was the thought behind relocating that section and tying it in, Gerald Bolden of the Corradino Group told Traffic Advisory Committee members. Without relocation of the intersection, the entire road would have needed to be elevated anyway, and this will effectively solve two problems with one solution. The stretch of road where the intersection currently sits to where the new road would tie in would be abandoned and likely become property of adjacent property owners. I'm glad we're taking a proactive approach to this rather than just waiting for the developers to construct what they're going to construct. I'm very happy with the approach and excited to see the next steps, Alderman Trent Linville said. The board plans to have a conceptual plan drawn up from Cordadino Group and estimated costs before next fiscal year, 
Due to the designation of an arterial road, impact fees from any developments directly associated with Kedron Road and Old Kedron Road can be earmarked to complete the tasks. There are multiple benefits to this, and I understand it's another road project that's going to cost money, but now is the time, Kasky said. Yesterday, Tennessee Flight Training reopened their facility following the upgrades that have taken place at Murray County Airport. Front Porch Radio's Del Kennedy stopped by and spoke to Chris Erlinson, president of Tennessee Flight Training. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm out at the Murray County Airport. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting, or more accurately, the reopening of Tennessee Flight Training. The airport has been closed for a number of months for a repaving project. Tennessee Flight Training of course, couldn't uh, do what they do in the midst of all that, but now the airport is reopened, and Tennessee Flight Training is reopened and ready for business. I'm talking to Chris Erlinson, who is the uh, president of Tennessee Flight Training. How are you, Chris? We are great, Delk. Good to be here today. Awesome. Okay, now tell me what, now right here at the Murray County Airport, what does Tennessee Flight Training offer? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things that we're excited about is just uh, uh, we train pilots from zero all the way to being ready for the airlines. And uh, it's it's uh, it's the joy of what we do, being able to see somebody walk in the door that doesn't even know what a propeller is. And then before you know it, they've gone through all their training and everything, and they're working for the airlines. So, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, the, the, the fun thing about our job is we get to see dreams come true in what we do out here. Well, how long does it take to get a pilot's license? You know, we've seen people walk in, and if, they, uh, if they're a really good student, they hunker down, they study real hard, they dedicate themselves, they can get like their, their entry-level pilot, private pilot's license in about 90 days. We've, uh, we've seen people get in there and just work hard and get it tackled really fast. Wow, that's amazing. Now, whether you're going to just fly for pleasure, fly for business, or whether you're going to make a career out of flying, how much fun is it? Oh, it is more fun than anybody should be allowed to have. You know, God did not intend for us to be up, up there in the air with the birds, but we get that opportunity, and we uh, uh, all, all the time, uh, again, Dale, it just brings brings us great joy when we see somebody that walks in with a dream, and we're able to help them fulfill that dream and help them have the opportunity to learn to fly. That's absolutely amazing. Now, if people want to get more information about Tennessee Flight Training and what you offer, where do they go? Absolutely. We tell everybody just go to the website, and you can start doing a little bit of your homework there. That's www.tnflighttraining.com. www.tn, as in Tennessee, flighttraining.com. All right. Awesome. It's a beautiful afternoon. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm with Chris Erlinson, president of Tennessee Flight Training. They are having their grand opening and ribbon cutting. They're reopening. Uh, Chris, congratulations. Thank you so much, Del. Thank you. Larry Stovall, a retired colonel in the U.S. Army, will be the featured speaker at the November 5th Veterans Tribute at First United Methodist Church's Sanctuary, located at 222 West 7th Street in Columbia at 6 p.m. Stovall served as infantry platoon leader and rifle company commander in the American Division in Vietnam and served as principal instructor in the weapons department at the U.S. Army Infantry School. Stovall was promoted to the rank of colonel and commanded the 401st Military Police Camp, prisoner of war camp, in Saudi Arabia during Operation Desert Shield and Operation Desert Storm. You can plan to attend on November 5th to hear about Colonel Stovall's military experiences during his 31-year career in the Army. 
A six-story, nearly 12,000-square-foot mixed-use building is set for construction in downtown Columbia, which would be located on the north side of East 7th Street from Woodland Street all the way to Glade Street. The Drake will house 278 residential units with additional retail-like space, coming in at a total of 10,000 to 12,000 square feet and a lot size of 2.57 acres. Back in March, applicant Charles Carlisle with Bristol Development Group, which is located in Franklin, went before the Columbia Board of Zoning Appeals to request an exemption to the amount of required commercial frontage. According to the application, the 40-feet grade height difference at Woodland Street and Glade Street makes it challenging to provide retail or commercial use across 7th Street. We have placed amenity uses that have the character of commercial space at every location where building finished floor elevation meets sidewalk elevation, the application reads. Among the amenities include a bike shop, music studio, and art panels to enliven the street. More than 80% of the frontage will appear on Woodland Street, which the application states has a much more pedestrian-friendly grade. The activation will include approximately 4,322 square feet of retail space and approximately 3,065 square feet of leasing reception and co-working space for residents of the multifamily building, according to the application. To provide activation along East 7th Street to accommodate the grade change, a retail-like facade will be provided at a Level 1 bike lounge as well as a music studio on basement level. 80% of the frontage along Woodland Street will be used for commercial applications, with a portion being used as amenity space for residents. From the street, it looks a lot like a coffee shop would look, where you have tables where people come in and put their laptops down, Carlisle said of the space. It has an outdoor patio that wraps the corner of 7th and Woodland, and that co-working space extends out onto that patio, so it would be a very lively space at all hours of the day, because that space is open to residents 24-7. Carlisle said the project, which the city has already approved, would take a little over two years to build. Construction for the Drake is set to begin at the end of this year or early 2024. The Mount Pleasant Commission met Tuesday to give an update on the city's downtown revitalization project, which is set to be be rebid for a third time following a need to scale back on the project. In 2018, the city was awarded $1.25 million in grant money from the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Last year, the city was awarded an additional $1.8 million in funds from the state to complete Phase 2 of the project. The project will include improvements spanning from the front of the Mount Pleasant Grill to Church Street on both sides of the street, including the square in front of City Hall. Further changes will include upgrades to sidewalks, which would be added from 3rd Avenue to Gray Lane along North Main Street. We're still moving forward as far as we're concerned with this project, Mount Pleasant City Manager Kate Collier said. Our intention is to pull out the street lights and the light poles for the traffic signal. We can save over a half a million dollars by doing that, Collier said, adding that the city will work with the power system to purchase the items separately. The city has now bid this project out twice, and both times the bids are twice what is anticipated. The commission is aware that we plan on folding Phase 2 into Phase 1, and we will reapply again for Phase 2 next October, she said. Additional projects in the works include replacing the bridge on North Main Street over Sugar Creek, which is planned to be bid in November and December. During construction, the state will close North Main Street and direct traffic onto Highway 43, with signs at First Avenue suggesting to enter and exit to avoid the closure. The project is set to be completed in six months, with a targeted construction date of early next year. 
From November 6th through December 20th, the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College will be hosting the exhibition Native American and the West, featuring the pen and ink drawings of artist Bob Jones. Bob Jones achieves a level of detail in his pen and ink drawings that boggles the mind. His passion for Western art depicting Native Americans and cowboys goes back to second grade. Jones attended Harris School of Advertising Art in Nashville, which led to an illustrious career beginning in the 1960s, photographing and designing album covers for country music greats like Dolly Parton, Roy Orbison, Waylon Jennings, and Johnny Cash. An artist, illustrator, and photographer, Jones has many stories to share about his experiences in country music and his narratives of the West through pen and ink. Jones resides in Spring Hill. Prior Art Gallery on the Columbia campus will feature an artist reception on Thursday, November 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. The reception is free and open to the public. Light refreshments will be served. Murray Regional Medical Center will again offer an opportunity to dispose of expired, unused, or unneeded prescription drugs. The drug take-back event allows community members to dispose safely and anonymously. The free drug take-back event will be held in front of the Murray Regional Medical Center Medical Office Building, located at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia, on Saturday, October 28th, from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The event, which will feature a convenient drive through disposal process, will be staffed by members of the Murray Regional Medical Center security team. Staff members will receive items from drivers in their cars. The, vehicle, the service is free and anonymous with no information required. We are pleased to offer our community members a convenient, anonymous way to safely dispose of unneeded medications, Murray Regional Medical Center Security Director Michael Johnson said. We highly encourage all residents to take advantage of this opportunity to dispose of their medications, he said. For multiple safety and health precautions, safely disposing of unused medications is extremely important. Medications should not be flushed down a toilet or tossed in the trash. In addition, medicines that are kept in home cabinets are susceptible to diversion, misuse, and abuse. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration's National Survey on Drug Use and Health indicates that most misused and abused prescription drugs are obtained from family and friends, including medications taken from home medicine cabinets. Only medications in pill or patch form should be brought to the upcoming event. The site cannot accept liquids, needles, or sharps. Items should also be in their original container, if possible. On Monday, October 16th, the Spring Hill Chamber launched its 2023 Think, Shop, Explore Local Passport, presented by Groove Life, encouraging residents to explore the local community and its businesses through November 17th. Residents who collect at least 15 stickers from participating businesses will have a chance to win a grand prize featuring gifts from local businesses worth thousands of dollars. Empowering our community with a local passport program is not just about promoting business, it's about promoting community pride through local discovery, said Rebecca Melton, executive director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. With the opportunity to win a generous grand prize from some of our local businesses, the passport program offers an exciting way for residents to explore the community's assets and make new connections, she said. Passports are available at all participating businesses in the Spring Hill Welcome Center, located at 5326 Main Street, Suite G, in Spring Hill. The Welcome Center will also serve as the official drop-off location for all completed passports. A list of business addresses, a map with directions, grand prize details, and passport rules can be found at www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. 
The local passport includes 33 stops encompassing various local business types and community photo opportunities. This year's community photo opportunities include Spring Hill Public Library, Walnut Street Skate Park, and Cannon Hill. Participants can take photos at these locations and share them on Instagram or Facebook using the hashtag SHPassport23 or complete the entire passport to earn extra entries in the grand prize drawing. Again, for a list of businesses, a map with directions, grand prize details, and passport rules can be found at www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. Join Marie Alliance for their next Breakfast with the Mayor event on October 31st at 8 a.m. at Puckett's Restaurant on the Square in Columbia. For this session, Marie Alliance is enhancing their quarterly Breakfast with the Mayor event by featuring a Columbia City of Columbia panel discussion with Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tourism and Marketing Director Kelly Murphy, and Development Services Director Paul Keltner. Tickets are $25 for members and include breakfast. To submit a question or topic in advance, you can email them to Nicole Perry at nperry at mariealliance.com. For more information, you can visit www.mariealliance.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Tyler Christopher Vaughn, 25, a resident of Olive Hill, Tennessee, died Friday, October 20th at Jackson Madison County Hospital. A graveside service for Tyler will be conducted on Saturday, October 28th at 1.30 p.m. at Pisgah Cemetery in Hampshire. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with a slight chance of a rain shower. The high will be 81 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a few passing clouds and a low of about 63. For your weekend forecast, we will continue to have warm weather with weekend highs in the low 80s. Saturday's low will be 66, but a cold front will be coming through Sunday night, leading to much cooler temps next week. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. 
At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction, or timing can be intimidating. At The Wave Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. 
This program is sponsored in part by George Vrilis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. When Nashville's emergency dispatchers received the first 911 call on the day three students and three staff members were killed at the Covenant School, police and paramedics responded quickly and with precision, limiting the number of victims. This week, they were honored for their actions in New York City at a ceremony in Times Square during the First Responders Children's Foundation's annual Roll Call of Heroes. When the unthinkable occurred... Nashville's first responders displayed exceptional valor and resilience, confronting unimaginable circumstances to safeguard the lives of our community's most vulnerable. Foundation board member Allison Isaacson Beam said, reflecting on the March 27th mass shooting during this Tuesday ceremony. In their moments of decision, they chose to be vessels of bravery, beacons of hope, pillars of strength, and sources of comfort during a time filled with chaos and despair, she said. Nashville police detectives Michael Colazzo, Zach Place, and Sergeant Jeff Mathis, Nashville fire paramedic Paul Gilmer, and emergency dispatcher Jeffrey Boland were each awarded medals at the ceremony. Police Chief John Drake and Fire Chief William Swan were also present for the ceremony. In times of danger, these selfless individuals run toward the unknown to ensure our safety, Jillian Crane, Foundation President and CEO, said. The heroes we recognize on this stage today represent just a small fraction of the over 4 million first responders who answer our call, she said. Chris Stapleton is set to bring his All-American Roadshow Tour to Nashville's Bridgestone Arena on August 9th of 2024. Tickets for several newly announced dates, including the Nashville show, go on sale Friday, November 3rd at 10 a.m. Special guests at the Nashville show will be Marty Stewart and Nikki Lane. Stapleton's last Nashville concert appearance was at Nissan Stadium in July with George Strait. In addition to a handful of dates added to this tour, Stapleton's next album, Higher, is set to release November 10th. Produced by Dave Cobb, Morgan Stapleton, and Chris Stapleton, the album was recorded at Nashville's RCA Studio A. Stapleton is also nominated for Entertainer of the Year, Male Vocalist of the Year, and Musical Event of the Year with We Don't Fight Anymore with Carly Pierce at this year's CMA Music Awards. The awards ceremony will be broadcast live from Nashville on ABC on Wednesday, November 8th at 7 p.m. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. 
Halloween starts early this weekend in Mule Town with several festive events leading up to Tuesday's Haunting in the District in downtown. Friday night's events will kick off with classic cars and candy bars at United Farm and Home Co-op located at 975 Riverview Lane starting at 2 p.m. The event will include pumpkin painting, fall games, food trucks, and more. The car show and trunk or treat will start at 5 p.m. Columbia Fire and Rescue will host another car seat checks event starting at 3 p.m. on Friday, which will also include free candy for the kids. The event will take place at Fire Station Number 1 at 1000 South Garden Street, where certified child passenger safety technicians will also treat you to a free car treat. I'm sorry, free car seat. (laughs) Bring the kids to Columbia Motor Alley at the corner of East 7th and Woodland Streets for a special Halloween cruise-in trunk or treat from 6 to 10 p.m. on Friday. Zachariah Malachi and the Nashville Counts will also perform with Nash Taps serving craft beverages. And finally, Rose Hill Cemetery, located at 219 Cemetery Street, will also host Haunting Night in Columbia starting at 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday. The ghost tour will include paranormal investigations, ghost hunts, and more. Tickets are $28.52 apiece and are available at eventbrite.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.